Are you dreaming of the service and luxury of an Ireland castle stay, but you find that that cost is just a little bit above your budget? Then you definitely want to listen to today's podcast and learn more about the lodge at Ashford Castle. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. I am really excited because today I have not one guest, but two. And we are speaking with Paula Carroll, the Director of Sales and Marketing at Ashford Castle in County Mayo, and also for the Lodge at Ashford Castle, as well as Thomas Breen, who is the Activities Manager on the estate. So this is going to be a really fun conversation, and thank you both so much for joining me today. Pleasure entirely. Pleasure. So one thing that I hear a lot when I'm helping people plan their vacation or when I get an email just for, you know, a few Ireland vacation tips, one of the top requests that people have is, I would love to stay in a castle. And I know personally that Ashford Castle rolls out the red carpet. I know that the two times we have stayed, we have completely felt like royalty. But that comes with a price, and sometimes it's a little bit steeper than people may expect. I know there's there's sticker shock sometimes when people see the, the cost of that, and especially for a family when you need two rooms, it can really skyrocket. So the lodge at Ashford Castle is a relatively new venture on the estate and a little more affordable. Well, a little, it depends on where you're coming from, Jody, because a little <laughs> is an understatement. I mean, thankfully, we have now introduced this extraordinary four-star property. And when I say four-star, it is four-star in the same way as Ashford is five-star. The interior design is done by our owners, the um, Tolman family. And to be honest, you know, the, the, Ash the castle is a very classic building and has been done up in very classical way, whereas the lodge is completely contemporary. So much more conducive for that family vacation for the simple reason is it's much more lots of very funky, bright colors, but also very um, contemporary style um, furnishings around that one can actually kick off one's shoes and put your feet up on the settees which you're less likely to do in the castle. <laughs> that is very true. I know I had um, a family group stay there recently, and they said that it's just as spectacular in the rooms as the castle is. And, and by pictures, I believe it. The rooms there are absolutely, I mean, beautiful, just beautifully decorated, very luxurious. But they said that they could not imagine staying in the castle with their three boys, but in the lodge, they felt, you know, they felt like the boys could be boys. They didn't feel like they had to Absolutely. keep a tight rein on them. Absolutely. And I think that's terribly important that in order to make, you know, people who are coming on vacation, they need to know that they can relax and that they're not constantly worried as to what the children are doing or not doing or what they're picking up or they're not picking up. And that is, makes it much more an interesting for the whole family. And 
Because of that, Jody, we've actually established 26 completely family-orientated rooms in the lodge. Now, in addition to that, we've got a fantastic thing now because we can now offer the 26 rooms with adjacent deluxe rooms, making them like your own little apartment. So it's very safe, very beautiful, and of course, children are not necessarily on top of the parents either. So we've, we've completely taken that view and taken that on board in re- re- relation to the, the, the I suppose, the, the modernization or the re- refurbishment of the lodge in Ashford. And I think the connecting rooms were one of the, the best things that I saw after the refurbishment. I believe that the, the lodge was acquired, am I correct, in 2014? Uh, there's, a, there's a long history, but suffice it to say, yes, that is correct. It actually started life, in fact, as it was known as the manager's house. So imagine going back to the days of the, the famous Guinness family, when the Guinnesses owned the estate, they built an estate manager's house. That beautiful Georgian building now consists of the front door, the entrance into the lodge, behind which we've added a courtyard. And in that courtyard, we now boast 64 of the four-star bedrooms I was talking wow. about. So, but it was, in fact, it's probably, um, it, goes, it, it goes against the grain because... The general manager of the estate today, who has been for the last 15 years, a very, very charming Mr. Niall Rochford. Niall is the only general manager on this estate who actually never got to live in the lodge. <laughs> <at Ashford. laughs> oh, so it's a cause of great ribbing. We give him a great, great, great ribbing over that. <laughs> oh, that is excellent. And, and not only... Um, are the rooms luxurious and beautiful, and then obviously the connecting rooms. But we did touch on the cost, and the cost for the lodge at Ashford Castle can be roughly a third of what you would pay for a room in the castle proper. It's actually uh, I, I, it's somewhere it's, it's minimum a third, because, and it can go up to nearly 50%, depending on the time of the year. And as you know, Jody. The fact that the Emerald Isle, which is green, it is green for a reason. There are <laughs> over 40 shades of green, as we all know, and it doesn't, it is not weather dependent. And certainly this estate is not weather dependent because we have something in a variety of activities and uh, things for, for people to do all year round. So uh, the price point can be as high as up to 50, 40% minimum, 40 to 50%. So it makes very good value. Of course it does. And a lot of people now from America, what they're doing, our American clients, a lot of them are choosing to stay in the lodge for their, for, for their couple of nights, stay two or three nights around the estate, and treating themselves to one night in the castle before they go back. <laughs> so you do have that wonderful combination, and that can, you, know, you can do. But I would safely suggest, from a children's perspective and a family perspective, the lodge is much more conducive. Because believe you me, with all the little people in my family, I can assure you, I wouldn't like to see them inside the door of the castle. I'd be terrified. (laughs) Well, I know that we we did do the castle in 2014. We came for the Halloween festivities. And Mm -hmm. that was truly spectacular. But I know that 
Um, there were times that I might have been a little, you know, a little worried about my children's behavior. You know, what what is everyone else thinking of, you know, how my children are acting? So having, you know, that luxurious option that is still on the estate that maybe you don't have to worry quite so much is definitely, definitely a bonus because they can sure. still, everyone at the lodge can still avail of all those amazing activities that happen on the estate. Correct, absolutely. Uh, the activities on the estate are truly spectacular. We have, just off the top of my head, Ireland School of Falconry is something that sets the heart racing every single time or gets come back time and time again to do it. The 26 activities in total, the tallest tree climb in Ireland at 55 metres, zip lining, some of the finest fishing in the island of Ireland, and that's just a few. Um, we could keep you very busy. Big <laughs> people and small people, no problem. And, and there are, and, you know, not to mention the activities that are, you know, kind of guide-led, like the, the archery and the falconry and the horseback riding and the new zip line, which looks incredible. But there are a lot of things on the estate that you can do on your own. There are beautiful gardens and walking, you know, walking trails along the river into Kong that will, you know, lead you to, I mean, there's a hidden tower on that estate that I didn't know anything about until last year. So there's really a lot to get out and be active on. There is a beautiful Guinness Tower tucked away in the trees uh, just on the edge of the estate, absolutely stunning, and surrounded by trees from all over the world planted during the Guinness era, some California, Monterey, Pine, Spruce, Redwood. Redwood. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, it is a very magical place. You, you spoke there about things you didn't need a guide for. Com we have complimentary bicycles at the front door of the lodge that you can get your helmet and off you go and 26 kilometers of trails to tour. I mean, it's truly spectacular. You're really totally enveloped by nature at the lodge and on the estate. It's truly spectacular place to, to just to glimpse, let alone stay in. And then there are also some activities indoors that, you know, if the weather is really not cooperating. Um, I, I think Absolutely. I saw that there's a Nintendo Wii room in the lodge. Did I see that? There is. They have, <laughs> they have their own games room, which is correct. Yeah, we have the, there's entertainment there on weekends as well. I mean, kids can be kept plenty busy. That is uh, excellent. It's one of these very relaxed, very open places. It's a home from home. You really are. It's like like Ms. Carr just said here, you can put your feet up and enjoy it. Mum, dad, kids, the works. And then in just a couple of weeks, so my next podcast is actually going to be with Jonathan Keane, who is your executive head chef. And I oh had the <laughs> I had the opportunity to meet Jonathan last year. He was leading a um Oh, gosh, it was a foraging walk. And uh -huh. that was some amazing insight to the food. So not only do you have this beautiful, beautiful estate, you have amazing rooms with room for families, you have plenty to do, and you have incredible food. Some of the best food in the region, in fact. Actually, to be honest, Jody, it's just so ironic that you're bringing that up. Because as soon as we get Thomas came into my office for, for this podcast today, and the first thing he said was, oh, my God. And I said, oh, my God, what? And he went, oh, my God, and then I'm going to let you continue now. Please. <laughs> Last night was my first night dining at the, at the Lodge of Ashford Castle. 
food was phenomenal. That is the best food. And, and, and I speak from experience because my lovely better half is a chef. And I tell you, um, it was something to behold last night. Amazing. You, you spoke there about doing the foraging, for example. The Lodge have just started their own polytunnel and foraging tours in the morning, which is complimentary <laughs> for our guests as well, so you can get out there picking and finding the food that you're cooking. And speaking of that, I know that I had some uh, a family stay there, and they sent me an email from the Lodge. They actually extended their stay. They canceled the stay they had elsewhere to extend their stay at the Lodge, and they could not wait to tell me how much fun their boys were having. But the highlight, I think, they said, was that their boys went fishing. And they brought their fish in, and they were greeted at the door, and, you know, and their fish were taken from them, and they were prepared for them for dinner the next night. So the, ah, the boys got to go out and fish and have their fish, you know, prepared. That, that's astounding. It's amazing. Ah, 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 Jody, ah, Jody, yeah. how did they know it was exactly the same fish they caught that was presented? <laughs> We're going to assume that uh, the word was kept. <laughs> I'm guessing. No, of course we do. And in actual fact, um, I suppose we're, we're very famous in this part of the world for our salmon and trash. And that's actually what has been come. That's why the Guinness was set up home here, because it was no Guinness family home. They used to come down and do their hunting, shooting, fishing. And that was the reason why, because the um, River Kong and uh, Loch Corrib is probably one of the best fisheries in the country, without exception, particularly for trout and salmon, as I said. And on that basis, yes, uh, it's, it's ironic that tourists come in. I, I think it's very, I always find this amusing. I've probably been fishing most of my life, and I've yet to catch a squirrel, let alone a fish. <laughs> and yet people come in time and time again, and they just basically embarrass me by going out, and they suddenly arrive back with their fish, and I'm going, please. <laughs> but you're right, yes, and we be, the chefs are always, and delighted. And I think that probably because, um, you know, Chef Keen is so extraordinarily, uh, you know, he's, he's a very passionate chef, very passionate man, um, he, of course, would take delight in that because he's from this locality and therefore would be most familiar with the fish in the locality. Of course, we also, on the other side, have an Orvis-endorsed fly fisherman uh, who lives on the side of the lake and has done all his life, and that's our Gilly Frank Costello. And it would be remiss of us not to mention him at this point in time because Frank's grandfather, in fact, was the local school teacher mm -hmm. in the village of Kong going way back. So for those who want to be starters, <laughs> intermediaries, or indeed are as, as like, uh, expert fisher people, if they'd like male or female, uh, they, uh, we, we'd be happy then to arrange them to go out with Frank on the lake. Well, and, and the man, yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, Frank did our wooden boat ride um, when we were there. And he... Am I remembering correctly? He he hand makes wooden boats as well. So yes, he's he kind does. of <laughs> he's actually he's probably he's one of these characters that basically any time that I had anybody coming in, uh, I'd send them out with Frank and as true as God, they'd be like, you know, they just come back in in love with him. He's like he's every he's the quintessential type of character that all Americans think Irish men are. Oh, he's now, perfect. 
There's one sitting in front of me who's probably just the same, but you know. Um, just to put in context while we're talking fishing, just to let you know, brown trout season is usually February to September, sea trout is June to September, and the salmon, again, is from February to September. So just for people who may be interested in the fishing side of things. Excellent. And, and Thomas, those can all be set up um, through the estate. And I'm assuming that, you know, fishing and obviously the falconry uh, and archery and things, those all should be pre-booked because I'm, I'm going to make the assumption that when people arrive on the estate and find the activities available, um, they do want to book them. And I'm, I'm guessing they do book up. No, absolutely. We would definitely recommend that they, they book in advance. Um, the activities are very sought after, thankfully, all, um, but they, they, they blow people away and you need to get in there as early as you can. I would recommend that to all our guests, who even guests who have been here before, get in as quick as you can. But during your booking process, we can make those arrangements for you. Perfect. And are there any activities that maybe aren't available all year long? Uh, maybe the, the uh, zip lining and the, the high tree climbing? Are those only limited to maybe the nicer high season months or are those available just weather permitting? Well, we, we take great consideration that uh, we're well adapted to the west coast of Ireland in all weathers, <laughs> but our guests maybe not so. <laughs> the only activities that really don't run during the winter season would be the stand-up paddleboarding and kayaking. Um, even our boat crews uh, is, that leave the castle every morning at 11, that is enclosed as well. So. Or everything else runs. It'll take okay. a, a hell of a storm to stop us. Uh, can I just put? Can I just interject here? Because whereabouts in the United States are you, Jody? Well, I'm in the Midwest, so my my weather. Where, whereabouts in the Midwest? I'm in Iowa. Yeah, I know Iowa. I know Iowa. I've been to Iowa, and all I was going to say was for all of those listeners, all of your listeners, no matter where in the United States you've been. Or, sorry, you're from. I have been to the States when I can honestly suggest that I have breathed my own breath out and it's frozen in front of me. <laughs> I've yes. been there. That does not happen in this country. <laughs> we don't have extremities. We don't have exactly. your Midwest winters. We don't have any of that. So, to be honest, Thomas is right. We can do all of these activities except for some of the lake based ones, uh, literally you know, at any time of the year. Perfect. That is, you know, and that's one of the things I know that I tell people, you know, you're not going to Ireland for the weather, but they don't have the huge fluctuations. You don't get extremely hot. You don't get extremely cold, but you can get wet. So we've, we've spoken about the lodge and the fact that it is, you know, it's luxurious. It has the, you know, the connecting rooms and the price point yes. is, is so much more, I don't know, affordable for families, especially. Are there any other, definitely, are there any other differences that people might want to know about or need to know about when they're considering the castle versus the lodge, or have we pretty much covered them? Well, I think to be honest about it, it would, you know, if people are looking for the difference between the two, I mean, Ashford Castle is, dates back to 1228, it was the new Guinness family home, as we've already covered. It has been extraordinarily, beautifully restored by our owners, the Tolman family, to the tune of $100 million. So it's an extraordinary property, but, and it's like, if you come into it, it is like an art gallery, a museum, 
Every single room is individually designed to a standard unseen in the Irish marketplace. We now boast 21st century technology throughout the building, including underfloor heating and, dare I say it, air conditioning throughout the building. <laughs> so I think, you know, we, we've also got a new spot. We have a private mm-hmm. cinema here. But these things, in, you know, in advance, if, you know, if clients are staying in the lodge, they can, in fact, make a reservation for, for instance, subject to availability again, and further, the further in advance they make these reservations, they can, in fact, you know, make a reservation to come down maybe for dinner in the castle one night, or maybe for a wine tasting in our new wine cellars, mm-hmm. or maybe for a afternoon tea, or indeed for a spa treatment. Those are the only four ways they can access the castle, but it's, it's very much, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. The public areas, public spaces are very magnificent, but of course you're absolutely right. When you're traveling with the family, the price point can become very, very expensive. But equally, what I've noticed is that if multi-generational travelers, and let's be honest, there's an awful lot of that in North yes. America, yes. if the grandparents are feeling very generous and they want to bring the extended family over onto the Ashford estate, it is far more practical for them to consider putting the adults, and I've, I've had this time and time again when I said, how old are the children? And they'd say, well, actually, Paula, you know, our, our, our children are somewhere between, you know, 14 and 22. And I'm going, gotcha. All right, how many children? So the children can then, in that situation, there could be seven or eight children, they go up and stay in the lodge because they're much more relaxed up there anyway. Mm-hmm. And the adults then stay in the castle. And, of course, the children in that instance can join their adults for breakfast and for lunch and dinner and that sort of thing. So we try to be as friendly and as flexible as we possibly can be. But I think we, we started out talking about the lodge at Ashford and its suitability for family the family market. And I think because of the price point, because of the relaxed way it is, because of the room configuration, it doesn't necessitate you to take many more rooms as it would in the castle. It's absolutely a fabulous addition to our product offering on this estate. And it is a really nice addition. It's nice to have that, you know, it's nice to have the two price points and Precisely. still and still be able to experience that estate luxury. It's I'm looking forward to it. We're going to stay in October and it'll be our first time in the lodge and I am very much looking forward to it. Well, Jody, we look forward to welcoming you and I certainly look forward to buying you a pint, if not two. Hallelujah, I'm looking forward to that. Driving is the best way to discover everything Ireland has to offer, and I'm thrilled to partner with Irish Car Rentals for our fall travel this year. To get your own unbeatable quote on car rental in Ireland, visit irishcarrentals.com and use code IFV. That's IFV for Ireland Family Vacations when you check out. Thanks so much for listening, and here come those recommendations. <laughs> so as, as we wrap up, I am going to go ahead and ask the question that I ask all my guests, and I don't know how the two of you want to split this up, if, if you want to answer one apiece, and, or one of you answers two and the other answers one, but I do ask, what are three other places in Ireland that you would recommend tourists visit? You know, tourists to Ireland are always getting advice from people who have visited once and, you know, have seen a few things. But it's always good to get that input from people who live there. 
So what three spots would you say that tourists to Ireland should make it a point to visit? Okay, I'm going to be shot for this if it goes out on live broadcast. Do you know that? <laughs> no, we've already uh, talked about your area. We've given it lots of great promotion, but we all know that there are other places in Ireland that are worth seeing. My favorite, my, my own personal favorite, I suppose, happens to be, I mean, I do love uh, Galway and Mayo, but I happen to also love Donegal and West Cork. You couldn't get more extreme than that. <laughs> I, love, I love West Cork and I love Donegal. So I'm drawn to the wild side of Ireland, the wildness of the nature, the fact that our ancestors survived on this landscape really is, for me, it's just extraordinary. And the French have a great word. They say, il est très, très sauvage, which is basically savage, but it doesn't, you know, to me, that's what I love. But I'm not everybody. So, Thomas, what, what's your favorite part? You have to say. I know what you're going to say, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, being a clairman myself, uh, the two stand out for me, and I can't go far from home on the first, is most definitely the Cliffs of Moher. But uh, uh, many, many people come to visit the cliffs, and many people miss one point of it that they could all enjoy. Is actually the cruises that go along the bottom of the cliffs, looking up at these incredible skyscraper high cliffs. is truly spectacular. I would absolutely recommend that. And the other is right here on the estate's doorstep, the Connemara National Park. Mm. Truly mm -hmm. savage beauty uh, yeah. and incredible, breathtaking landscapes. Mm. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, they have to go and see that. Mm. Oh, those are all just amazing, amazing spots. Jodie, we're blessed in this country that you really can't go far wrong because we are blessed and we know that any of us who are fortunate enough to live here. I actually live on Galway Bay, so I have to say, I go from one scenic magnificence to another out where I live. Do you know what I mean? So right. we are absolutely very privileged and none of us take it for granted. Thank God we are very privileged and we know we're very privileged to live on this magnificent island. And it is, and that would be why so many people come to Ireland every year and the numbers just keep growing. So, and Well, <laughs> last year we had a record number of visitors. Uh, I think it was 1.4 million mm -hmm. visitors from America to Ireland. And we're now seeing this extraordinary departure from what we would have considered to, to be, um, you know, tracing your ancestry type of visitors yes. from North America. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we're extremely proud and delighted to welcome because I can assure you that most businesses in Ireland, ranging from coffee shops to petrol stations to pubs to bars to all of the accommodation sector, be it B&Bs or farmhouses, to the hotel sector, sing God bless America probably <laughs> with as much as you do. <laughs> That is excellent. Very much appreciate the American visitors. We love the American tourists because, as you know, Jody, you've been here. We're a very, very nosy race. <laughs> and we love talking to people. And we love to find out because most of us have, in fact, got some family members or other across some part of your country. It's very true. The diaspora is, is spread far and wide. And, you know, a, a good chat at, uh, at a pub will will lead you to so many different things there you go i think you could become an ambassador we'd have to make you an ambassador i'm trying i'm trying you're, <laughs> it's you're my doing goal. a great job so far. <laughs> it's my goal well thank you
Paula and Thomas so much for taking the time to talk with me today. I am very much looking forward to my own visit to the lodge at Ashford and doing more exploring along the estate. We certainly look forward to having you. And I must tell you before you go, a little bit of anecdotal evidence that you probably would not know and you certainly wouldn't hear. But I am sitting with our activities manager, estate activities manager, who was once a Guinness champion, world record holder in archery. Does, he lead, so does he, he lead the archery? No, not no, now just, he doesn't. You just, no. I, I do plenty of showing off. And it's, but <laughs> actually, the instructors, the instructors that lead it, many of them are actually my students, believe it or not. <laughs> then you're in good so hands. You go. In good hands. On that good note, on that good note, we should leave you and love you and look forward to seeing you, please God, in October. Meanwhile, to all of your listeners, may we welcome them or extend, we will tell them that there will be, we extend a Kate Mila Folcher when they come to visit the Emerald Isle and particularly the Ashford Estate.